Hey guys, welcome back to Bubbles and Biz. Uh, this week is a super fun episode. I chat with Jen Spiegel. She is a podcast host of Becoming Iconic, and she's also a leadership expert. Uh, we have a really fun conversation about what that means to become iconic, you know, how to step into our power, see our vision, um, and just so much more. It's a fantastic uh, episode, so I hope you enjoy, and grab a glass, and let's chat. Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, This week's talk is going to be so much fun. I'm chatting with Jen from Becoming Iconic. She's a leadership expert and she's also a podcast host. So thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. I know, me too. Um, yeah, as we were just talking before we recorded, that uh, there's a lot been going on the last few weeks. I mean, not even to mention we didn't even touch on all the stuff going on in the world. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> yeah, 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 it's been it's crazy. Been it yeah. has been totally. I know. I'm gonna have to like really figure out how to get you some champagne into Canada after all that talk. <laughs> <laughs> Where in Canada are, are you in Ontario? Is that what I'm I am? In? Okay. I'm in. Yep. Just outside of Toronto. Um, kind of in, I'm sandwiched between Toronto and Niagara Falls. Okay. Oh, awesome. I've never been up there, but I hear it's gorgeous. It is. It's beautiful. Okay. And are things kind of simmering down up there, I guess, mm-hmm. too? No, no, okay. no, Ontario. I don't know w- what memo we're listening to or got, but no, we're just actually, well, I shouldn't say that today we are, a lot of restrictions have been taken away. Mm-hmm. We've been in lockdown again this year. Um, it's just continual. It's been a really interesting journey, but I'll tell you, it's a time in my life that you look back. I started entrepreneurship 16 years ago. And I think, Mm. man, I am so glad I did. You know, those times where you're just so grateful for the decisions you made because I have not been truly affected Mm -hmm. by what's been going on in the world. Yes, I have from a personal level and with my family and of course, caring for people's wellness and, and people's mental health, of course, but from a business perspective, it's grown exponentially because I think people are realizing the power of really owning your time, your, your freedom of finances, all the things that are available through entrepreneurship. Yes. Oh, totally. I totally agree. Yeah. Our kids were, we homeschooled from the beginning. And so, yeah, when this all started, I worked from home and they were homeschooled anyway. So everything didn't kind of flip upside down like everybody else, you know what I mean? And so it's kind of yes. like, wow, yeah. Like I couldn't imagine, you know, some of what people have gone through. Like I, I really can't. Yeah. I think for a lot of people it has been very traumatic. And I th- I believe on the other side of this, we're really going to see our resilience. I, yeah. I really do. I, I believe that once we take a breath and kind of settle in and, and let the the grip and the worry away, it, we're really going to be like, wow, you know what? 
it wasn't perfect, but we navigated that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what? I didn't navigate that well. And here's some things I've learned and my life has changed as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think we appreciate people more too now. You know what right. I mean? On a level that we didn't really, we kind of took for granted, I feel like before, because we, mm-hmm. you know, we've never been through anything like this and we could see people when we wanted and, you know, we didn't have all this worry and stress. So yes, yes. Yeah. And it, it just makes you value the important things. I mean, that is definitely yeah. something too. We've, we've all, I mean, there's just no denying that it's, it's, looking for the gold in our lives, it's really easy to look at the things that are not working or the things that we wish to be different. But I think for a lot of us, it really revealed, at least for me, how much I enjoy being home. I was somebody Mm -hmm. who traveled at least every other month I was on a plane. I love traveling. It is one of my core values and things that I love doing. And I... I was home and I, at first I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be so claustrophobic. Like where <laughs> we go away and I've really loved rest. I've learned to rest mm-hmm. during the last two years. And I can honestly say I've never done that in my lifetime. So that was an interesting evolution in itself. I didn't even know what rest was at first. It was lots of wine and chips and dip right. and <laughs> That didn't feel very restful the next day. Um, So it was actually learning about myself. Like what is nourishing? What does make me feel peaceful and restful? And it was really, really a deeper understanding of myself. And I now know what peace looks like and those things I can do to anchor into that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's so true. Um, so yeah, so I'd love to learn a little bit more about your journey. You know, you said you've been an entrepreneur for 16 years. Were you always kind of doing what you're doing now and, you know, just, you know, becoming iconic and things like that. We'd just love to hear about all that. Yeah. It's been a beautiful evolution, which I believe most entrepreneurs can say. And I'm, I, I'm someone who loves pivoting. I'm someone who loves being fluid and flexible and I love following guidance. And I'm, I'm really someone who has a deep trust in those things. So I started 16 years ago, actually in network marketing. I was, I had left my marketing career at an excellent marketing career. I loved it. And I had a baby. And so when you have a baby, you know, it's one of those things as women, especially 16 years ago. I mean, you think back 16 years ago and it's really feels like the dinosaur era. We didn't have social media. (laughs) Um, As women, I felt as, as a woman, I felt very disempowered in my corporate career. I remember even not going back to my, my job. I got a job in finance department, which was not my zone of genius. I hated it. It was torture. I had been in marketing and they filled that. So it's really interesting to like observe how far we've actually come in just 16 years. So I remember when I had my daughter, Gracie, I legitimately felt like I had to choose. Am I going to choose Gracie or am I going to choose my career? And you know, really go back in because I just, I loved it so much. And I made the choice for Gracie and I decided to stay home and we had moved to a different city and I had my second baby and it was home with the children and I loved it. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that I've been home ever since, but there's a definite part of me that was missing. I felt a huge gap in who I was. And I lost myself. I was in sweatpants all the time. I found myself really losing that spark to get dressed and have conversation. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know what I really wanted anymore other than being mom. And I knew that was one of the biggest, if not the biggest, it is the biggest gifts in my life is being a mom. I'm now a mom of four. 
but that's not all that I am. And I didn't want to live my life through my kids. I wanted to live my life with my kids. And so I didn't know what to do. And network marketing was placed on my lap. I was definitely not looking for anything, but it was an answer to prayer because I thought, oh my goodness, I don't have to choose. I can actually build a business from home with these babies. I don't even really know what this is. I was very (laughs) snotty towards the industry, but I gave it a shot. And it was one of the best decisions I ever made because it was something that grew exponentially and it totally changed my life. And I really got to see my leadership and come back into myself and not make that compromise of motherhood or career woman. Instead, I, I feel like that was the perfect stepping stone to mold those two things together. And it just became where, yes, it was a successful business. It still is a residual income for me and it's wonderful, but I I definitely had the itch to really step into entrepreneurship because network marketing, you know, they say you're like an entrepreneur, but it, it, it I would say it's a very beginner version. It, mm-hmm. it definitely hones your skills, but you're not a true entrepreneur. And I really wanted something of my own. And I went through a divorce And what happened through that divorce was a lot of my community, a lot of my followers started reaching out and saying, I'm having a really hard time in my marriage, or I'm going through a separation. Could you take a few minutes to talk to me? Or I could really use some advice. And I didn't feel qualified to have those conversations because I had only walked my own journey. Mm -hmm. And I also didn't want to live in that chapter. It was a strange place to be. I I walked through this, but I didn't want to be known as the person who was successful and had a divorce, right? <laughs> right? Like the, that, that happened. That was a circumstance, but I didn't want to live in it. And so, but what it did do and the beautiful part of walking through something that wasn't really great, like a divorce was it did promote and push me into becoming a life coach. I thought, well, if people are really genuinely wanting this kind of support from me, what if I just got some tools? It's only going to benefit me in my entrepreneurial experience and really learn how to walk somebody through challenge. And that was the spark and what ignited becoming iconic. It was a very natural progression. It just very organically grew, but I proclaimed becoming iconic and came out with that term and business name January of 2020. Oh, I love it. I love, like, it's such a, it captures your attention. You know what I mean? Like, and I just love that name. So like to you, what would that mean? Like when somebody's like, Oh, what does becoming iconic mean? Like, what would like, what does that mean to you? I'm so glad you asked that question because it's such an important one. And a lot of times when I'm interviewed, a lot of people don't ask me that. And there's such an important message behind this. So I'll tell you the story. It was November-ish of 2019 and the word iconic dropped in. And I was thinking about a business name and really wanted to separate myself from the network marketing industry because I definitely had a big reputation, but I, I didn't want that reputation to come necessarily into what I was doing on my own. I wanted it to be separate. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking of these business names and like, what could this be? And iconic just kept coming to the surface and I was shoving it down kind of like a beach ball <laughs> in the water, like push, trying to push it down. And it kept coming up and it really triggered me, Nicole. I was like, who am I? I mean, I've had success. I have a massive business, but there's people that are far more successful than I am. I mean, Oprah is iconic. I am not Oprah. (laughs) Why and how, and could I have that name? I had imposter syndrome. It was really triggering, but it would not go away. 
And when I started to spend time with the word and think, okay, I'm just going to be curious around this. Like what, what is this? It was the becoming, it was Mm -hmm. what if, and this was a core belief of mine. What if I taught women what I believe to be true, that our responsibility is to lead our days as exceptionally well as we can. And I mean, squeezing out every last drop and never perfectly, but with high intention, high regard, seeing things, being things, really like releasing this guilt that we often hold. And what if I taught women that you get to have it all and that it's not sacrificial to be successful in life and business? And what if becoming iconic for someone meant being the best stay-at-home mom she could ever be? And what if becoming iconic for this woman was having the most exceptional marriage that was an example to those around her that she could ever have? And what if becoming iconic for this person was building a massive personal brand and really creating a big mission and impact through what they had to teach? And that's when it solidified for me. I was like, that's exactly what this is. It's the becoming and the iconic piece is whatever that means for you. It's just being the best version you can possibly be. Oh, I love that. It's so awesome. And it's like something that we all need to hear so much. You know what I mean? So I love that you're sharing that message because, you know, a lot, I feel like, at least in the business sense, like the way I was taught or raised, it was like, oh, it's not going to be easy. You don't get to have it all. You know what I mean? Like it's a roller coaster. It's you have to work really hard. You have to do all these things and then maybe, you know, you'll be successful. But like just changing the whole mindset around it and the messaging, that's where you see the change and the results, you know? Yeah. And what if we actually just started believing we get to have it all? Like, What if we flipped this whole sacrificial idea that has really been told to us and we've bought into, what if we flipped that on its head and just thought, huh, what if I can be an exceptional mom, have an exceptional marriage and an exceptional business? And what if I pivot and leave this corporate career that has been so cushy and so you know, comfortable for so long. What if I did pivot and started an Etsy business? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's this willingness to stretch ourselves constantly because we're, I say this all the time and I believe it's from Jim Rohn or Wayne Dyer, one or the other, we're not trees. We, We feel like, Oh, I made this decision. I've got this career. I better sit in it until I retire, but that's not what's meant for us. We are meant to evolve and grow and try things and be willing to. And that Mm -hmm. willingness is what leads to really beautiful lives. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's so true. And I feel like we get scared, like, oh, what are people going to think? Or what if I fail? Or what if, you know, what if? (laughs) But instead of just like trying and figuring it out, and like you said, can lead to things we don't even dream about, you know? Mm -hmm. And you know, you realize too, people talk about you anyway, right? no matter what you're doing, And it's such an interesting thing to just come to peace with. I remember when I was going through my divorce, it was like so many people had a, like, I gotcha on me. They wanted to use this as the, as hooks to drag Mm -hmm. me down. It was really interesting. And that's that sisterhood and the break in sisterhood being revealed. Mm -hmm. And it was a really hurtful time. I felt really wounded. I felt kicked when I was down by women who supposedly were my community Um, it was a very, very difficult thing to navigate. And I'm still, I still, I was actually just recorded a podcast before coming on here. There's still a dust in the room around it. I still Mm -hmm. have those wounds. And what I've realized 
is we are mirrors all the time. You are a mirror to me. I'm a mirror to you. And so when we are triggered by someone or through something that someone is doing, when we realize that we're triggering that person because they're seeing something in themselves that maybe they haven't seen before or neglecting to look at, we really can loosen our attachment to somebody's reaction to us. We can look at them with empathetic eyes saying, oh, wait, there's something in you or within you that's being revealed and I'm making you very uncomfortable. And we can look at that with compassion. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, oh, I don't care what people think of me. I don't care what people think. I think, wow, I don't know if I want to live that way. I actually do care what people think. My reputation and how I make people feel around me is really important to me. But I think what we're trying to say is we're not going to be attached to the people who lash out or disagree. Instead, we're just going to look at them with compassion and love and let them work through whatever they're working through. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. I was actually on my run earlier this morning. I was listening to Louise Hayes' book. Yes. Um, Yeah. And she mentioned the title of another book called um, What You Think of Me is None of My Business. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, it's so true. You know, but again, also in that compassion way, like not like, oh, I don't care what you think, but you know, it's not so much on us, it's, it's them. And, you know, we can put out love and, you know, again, with the mirrors and reflections, like sometimes we get triggered because we see things. So instead of getting angry or taking it out on people, like look in and be like, why is this triggering me? You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's big responsibility. That's personal leadership and what I teach. And a lot of people don't have that awareness and they just project, 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 Mm -hmm. project. And that's their own journey. That's that's really where we, again, can practice compassion. But it does hold a responsibility for ourselves when we feel those triggers coming on, when we feel like we want to judge or when we feel like we need to you know, have our opinions heard. It's that's that moment where we can pause and get curious. There's such a beautiful childlike way we can be around curiosity and like, why is this bothering me so much? And why am I feeling competitive or why am I feeling comparative? And what is it that she's doing that's showing me what's possible for me? And it's such a beautiful way of existing. And I wish more people knew that that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Like it's all still new to me, but it's like so enlightening and it's like, huh, you know, like mm-hmm. I do, I can do whatever I want in a, a positive way, you know, not like, yeah. you know, but as far as like, um, you know, just growing up in a household where it was like a lot of kind of victimizing and it was always somebody else's fault, like to realize that, no, you know, like you can change what you don't like, you know, it's in your hands and it's an awesome responsibility to be able to, to go and do what you want, you know? Yeah. yeah. And when that. we tidy up our own backyards, we're not paying attention to anybody else's, yeah. right? We're, we're paying attention to our own landscape. And that's Mm -hmm. really what this life is all about. I really firmly believe every one of us share a purpose. You know, we'll feel like our business is our purpose. I think our business is an extension of our purpose. Our Mm -hmm. purpose is to come home to us, not that we've ever lost ourselves. It's the coming home. It's the going within. It's really fully embracing and celebrating ourselves. And when we do that on a deeper and deeper and deeper level, naturally, whatever we're doing to the outside world through a business or through coaching or whatever it is, you're ending up doing that in a really beautiful, big way. And that's when all of a sudden your business becomes really potent and where people Mm -hmm. start to pay attention. I mean, becoming iconic didn't become global 
because I had a great Instagram strategy. (laughs) It became global because I work so diligently on myself and I'm willing to vulnerably share this journey and the things I'm learning along the way. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So true. Um, so when you like work with people, you know, like, because like you were saying, a lot of people aren't aware of stuff like this. Is that kind of where you start just like making people aware or like how when people come to work with you, like, where do you start with them? Mm, I, I, it really depends on the person. I have such a, a vast array of entrepreneurs I work with, which just is my dream come true because I love diversity and I love different experiences, but I, I would say with a newer entrepreneur. So what I mean by that is someone who is navigating and figuring out their brand or has a brand identified, but is really in that growth mode of building trust, et cetera. A lot of what I do is personal leadership, like Mm -hmm. a lot, because what, what I believe we've missed in the online space and what I believe the coaching industry specifically hasn't done a great job at, but this is where I get to step in is we teach strategy a lot and Mm -hmm. there's some great strategies. I, I teach strategy. I love it. Mm -hmm. But if we are not leading through that strategy, it will never be as big and audacious as it could be. And when we can lead ourselves, meaning What do you do to nourish yourself? What are your practices? What are you listening to? How do you schedule your time? How are your relationships? I refuse to teach anybody to build a business and sacrifice their relationships as a result. Mm -hmm. You get, again, you get to have it all. So we work a lot with that because a lot of times newer entrepreneurs are so fixated on this is how I launch and I have to do this to build an email list. (laughs) And these are the, the, you know, I've got to post 10 times a day to grow the Instagram. And again, these things, it's not, I'm not like putting those things down. They have a place, but they come after Mm -hmm. definitely come after who you're being, your energy through those things is what makes or breaks it. You, you know, I see people all the time, they launch programs, they have nobody sign up and they did the, the launching strategy to a T, but nobody showed up, nobody signed up. What was it? What did I do wrong? Well, who were you being? How committed were you? How convicted were you in what you're sharing? Because the energy is what's felt. Mm-hmm. And totally. so I, I spend a lot of time on, on energetics and a lot of time on personal leadership. I love that. It's so true. Uh, um, another quote I've heard Bob Proctor say recently, or it was a while ago, and um, but it was, um, you know, like a successful business or whatever. It's like ninety-five percent mindset, five percent strategy. When mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, as entrepreneurs, like you say, we get in and we're like, okay, this is, these are all the strategies, blah, blah blah, and kind of overlook the energy and the mindset that really is actually what makes that strategy effective. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Proctor and I did an event together. Um, Yeah. I'm so sad that I don't, I mean, I just saw a few weeks ago, I'm on his email list that he Mm. passed. Like I was so, I was surprised. Like I really was and sad. Yeah. And see, there's a beautiful example of being iconic. I mean, he left, he left a piece of himself. He, he's legendary because of who he was being. Mm -hmm. And we feel like that's Bob's journey. Like he had it. I don't, but that's not true. (laughs) He just lived it out. And are Mm -hmm. you living yours out fully? That's, that's the difference. But yeah, I, I, I really do believe mindset is the most important ingredient to anything. Uh, But that's a fine line, Nicole, because I see people 
slap toxic positivity all the time because they Mm. believe mindset means I have to be positive all the time. And so they don't feel feelings. They don't work through things. Things are brushed into the carpet. And I used to live that way. And when I reached a really big peak in my career, I remember it was just like, wow, things were just growing with such big momentum. I had been that person that just slapped positivity. It's okay. Everything's great. You know, and looking at the bright side of things, but because I hadn't actually sat with some of the feelings or the things that needed to have some attention, it all came to the surface and boiled over at one point. And I'll tell you in leadership, (laughs) it's far better and much more comfortable and easier to deal with things as they are and to sit with them for a second than to neglect it and have it all boil over at a point where your business is exploding because it's a lot to hold. And I also see people with mindset who feel like they're in this race. There's so many entrepreneurs right now who are like, I got to make 10 thousand dollars a month in three months. And it's just this like desperation and this frenzy and that energy is what's repelling the very result they desire. And so it's really about coming into this mindset of being with both. So that contrast of like uh, disappointment, but then gratitude. Mm-hmm. It's the being willing to be worried or fearful and then turning over and going, but what if it works? It's this, this marriage of being able to dance with both sides, because that's what our experience is. We don't, we don't get rid of negativity or negative feelings. We want to call that. It's that we get to sit with both and it's how you lead through those things that really, really matters. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I mean, if that's not like entrepreneurship in a nutshell, I don't know what it is, you know, isn't that the truth? (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. Um, so do you have any tips on, you know, business owner, mom, you know, life is busy, like any like balance, how do you balance work and life? Or, you know, if you think there even is a balance or how you navigate all of that? Yeah. Oh, this is such a good question too. So I've been a mompreneur. I'm a mom of four. And yeah, I've been building businesses alongside of pregnancy, birthing, nursing, toddlers, now teens down to, I have an 18 year old all the way down to a seven year old. So, um, there's a full, full thing going on in this house. Let me tell you. And it's an interesting place and something that I would really love to touch on because as mompreneurs, we can really use our kids as our greatest why and vision and purpose for what we're doing, but we can also use them as our greatest excuse. And I watch women all the time who say, I'm doing this for my kids. I just want to have time with them. And I want them to experience things and I want to travel and I want to do all these incredible, you know, just experiences and build memories. But I don't, you know, I feel bad when I'm doing my business because I'm not with my kids. And when I'm with my kids, I feel bad because I'm not doing my business. And this is where the word balance has been so disruptive to moms and mompreneurs because there's no such thing. It doesn't exist. It's a story that we've bought into and something we're trying to obtain. And it's an possible. It's not even possible. So for me, I really love teaching on harmony in our lives. And harmony means to me that things are working together. And naturally there's going to be times where your business takes a bit of a a front seat. 
It could be you're launching something. It could be that you're just starting your business. It could be that you have a new product that's coming out, whatever it is. And so the attention sways, the pendulum swings towards your business, but it's not a time to beat yourself up and think, oh my goodness, my kids, they're, they're fine. Everything is good (laughs) because naturally the pendulum will swing back and then you'll be with your kids and have lots of time with them. And then all of a sudden you'll think, Ooh, better, you know, so it's, it's the dance between these two and not having them work against each other, but to be with each other. My kids right now are home, all of them, all four are home today. And you know, they're having craft dinner in their bedroom, playing Minecraft and mm-hmm. my other teenagers in her room and my son's beside me in his room. And it, it's like, I could sit here and be like, Oh my goodness, I got a podcast to do when my kids are home. But it's like, this is what mom does. And mm-hmm. it's taught them so much. They, they have, I mean, they're really incredible humans. And I believe a lot of it is because of the environment they've been raised in. They listen to their mom, lift people, find solutions, think positively, dream big. That's the dialogue and conversations we have in our house. And so moms listening in, be very careful that the biggest reason you're doing what you're doing, your children, isn't the very excuse you give to not do it. It, You cannot throw them, you know, out there as the excuse. You must make sure that you centered into why you're doing this and remember that they get to witness their mom coming into herself. And that is such a gift to give them. Oh, I love that. Like I got goosebumps a little bit. Um, like, cause what you were saying, I've said to myself so many times, you know, cause I've worked from home and for years since 2016 and yeah, sometimes it's like, Oh God, you know, like, I feel like they want me to I need to go make lunch or I need to go do this or that. And it's, I honestly have looked at it more in that almost negative look of I'm not doing enough. I'm not for both, but Mm. just hearing you explaining of putting myself, seeing what they're seeing. Like I've never really thought of it that way. And that is amazing. I love it. Good. Here's a really easy thing to remember, Nicole. It's I get to. So this morning I had the same thing. I'm not perfect at this. This morning I was like, oh my gosh, I've got things to do. And we've got a renovation going on in the house. Like there's just a lot of, Mm -hmm. lot of movement happening in the house. And I thought to myself like, oh my goodness, this is so much. Like I just need a a day, you know, and all (laughs) we all say it, but what I, what I've learned that centers me right away. Like I can click right back into what's right is I'm like, I get to do this. I get mm-hmm. to make my kids breakfast. I get to do a podcast with you. I get to do a re- renovation. These are privileges. These are really big privileges. And they, when I, when I slip into the victim of like, oh, I have to, I've got to make lunch or I've got to, that's when I can easily go down that, you know slippery slope, but it's remembering that we get to, Oh, I get to make lunch for my kids in the middle of the day. There's some moms out there working a career. And if you're working a career and happy, I applaud that because I think it's amazing. But if you're working a career and not happy, you know what they would do to make lunch for their kids in the middle of the day and be building a business. So we've got to remember our, our privilege and our honor through what we're doing. And And remember that we cannot use them as one day these kids are going to grow and leave. And how could we as moms look at them in the eye and say, well, I never really did the business of my dreams because, you know, I had you. How could you, you can't say that to them. Right. That's not, that's a horrible thing. They would be feel badly. Instead, it's like, who can I be for you? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. 
And it's so true too. You know, if you think of in the way of like, oh, I have to go make lunch in my instance, they're going to feel that energy. I'm going to feel that energy instead of just flipping that script and saying, I get to that flips everybody's energy. Cause it, you know, it's kind of a ripple effect. Yes. Yes. I love yeah. that. And I love that you said harmony. That's my word of the year. <laughs> oh, is it? Well, there yeah. you go. That's, that's another way of, of implementing it. It's, it's looking for harmonious living, like just mm-hmm. allowing the day to unfold, but doing the best you can in each of those, every moments being present with the thing you're doing and, and just remembering like, gosh, we are so capable and we have so much potential. What if we actually just got allowed ourselves to see it? Right. Yeah. I love that. So true. (laughs) Um, so what's, this is like my favorite question. Um, (laughs) what's your favorite or most effective way that you use for marketing your business? Hmm. That's a goodie. (laughs) You had the good questions. How do I like marketing my business? I, the answer I want to give is, is it's not going to sound marketing, but it is, is through service. Mm -hmm. So one of the big callings of my heart and my brand is to shift the paradigm and leadership. And what that means to me is to shift us back into service and caring deeply for people. Mm -hmm. And everything I do stems from that. When we look at others as a potential income, we put dollar signs on their foreheads. We get stuck into the vanity matrix of social media. Mm -hmm. When people become a stepping stone to our success, that's when I feel like we really start to go down the wrong path. And after so long of being an entrepreneur, what I can tell you with all sincerity is when we think of service and lead from service, how can I give? How can I be more? How can I look at people with compassion and care? It's a natural side effect to have growth in your business. It just will happen. And we focus solely on what we want to get from someone It's this feeling of catching up, this feeling of chasing. I call it the hunter mentality where we're like hiding behind a tree, ready to pounce to get someone so that, you know, we have a great launch or somebody buys our product. What if we just relaxed for a second and had like a fisherman mentality, meaning Mm -hmm. that we take our time and we have patience and we care deeply for everything we're doing, that everything we do comes from love and service and allow the trust to be that what follows is the success and the recognition and the heartbeats that come into your business. I love that. Yeah, it is. I think that is 100% true. Um, and so often overlooked, you know, Mm -hmm. it is, it's just, we can do better at it. We can do better at it. And I I believe that the online space has just been so incredible for showing us what's possible Mm -hmm. for being like giving us these examples of like, oh my goodness, this person grew overnight to X, Y, Z, like, but it's not a comparison. It's just, oh, that showed what is possible and potential. But what if yours is, it takes you five years and then the five-year point you explode and it's even bigger than what you saw that person do. So we got to like rein ourselves in a little bit and remember that everything we're seeing gives evidence, but that at the same time, we have to be so committed to our own personal journey and, and just that trust and that knowing that what we have to share will will succeed and it will be seen and by the right people when we do it the right way. 
Yes. Yeah. I love that. And like, just looking at other people, you know, what they've done and in a way that's like, they did it. I can do it too. You know, like, heck yes, let's get this going. (laughs) But in your own way, with your own voice, your own brand, your own, you know, what you find fun and passionate about. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, last question before we get to your favorites. Um, what do you do to get out of your comfort zone to grow your business? And do you have any tips on that? for other business owners that, you know, I mean, being a business owner, entrepreneur is scary. We all love our comfort zones. So how can we keep pushing that envelope to grow? Mm. I believe we all share this one and it's one that I still wish to be better at. It's the ability to be seen. So I believe a lot of our comfort zones is, you know, with our current community or the people we feel safe with or who know us. And Mm -hmm. where I see a lot of entrepreneurs, myself included, where we get challenged is when we extend ourselves into really using our voice, really going all in, in our business, doing the reels, doing the lives, going on stories with your face, like all these things where we want to be so judgmental about ourselves and so afraid of like, what if somebody says something bad or what if, you know, there's a troll. Well, I'll tell you, it's kind of, we've talked about this already is they're, they're there, they're Mm -hmm. there, but if you're doing everything from a pure place, what they say won't penetrate and like, and, and pierce you quite as much as it would if it were, you know, if you're holding yourself back, I believe the betrayal of ourselves. So not showing up and holding ourselves back and dimming our lives lights to stay safe is more of a betrayal than we'd ever feel by somebody disagreeing with something we had to say. So how I get out of my comfort zone is I constantly challenge myself to be more of who I am and offer more of who I am and do it with the understanding and the intention just to serve and see this out. Like what if, what Mm -hmm. if I shine brighter and what could, what could happen then so that would be my biggest piece of advice for myself and for anybody else listening in is, is don't be afraid to be seen because by being seen is how everything gets to grow. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you pretty much just called me out. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you had to bring up the lives and the reels and all the stuff. But it's, on, no, it's so true. We're waiting. <laughs> it's so true. I, I love everything that you said. And, you know, I mean, the reality of probably somebody even saying something bad is not even likely to happen, you know? And it's, again, like you said, not showing up for ourselves is going to be way more detrimental going forward than Mm -hmm. what anybody would say. It really is. I love that. Okay. I just, well, I guess I'll go live later. (laughs) (laughs) See you there. I'll see you there. I'll be watching and sending some hearts. Okay. So, you know, you got one raving fan about to come your way. Awesome. Um, okay. So we're to your favorites. Um, what's your favorite book? And it could be more than one too. It's, but- it's, yeah. Okay. I'll give two. Cause I always, I, when I get asked this one, it's always the same one. So if you've heard a podcast with me before, you'll be like, I know it. Um, definitely. It's a return to love by Marianne Williamson. That's my favorite, favorite, favorite book. And a close second is a happy pocket full of money. It is the most incredible book for really extending ourselves and expanding ourselves in terms of manifestation, wealth, uh, really changing our mindset and stop thinking so narrow and the way we've always been taught. It's a new way of living and being. Oh, I've not heard of either one of those. I'm going to have to look at them. You'll have a good time. I read them over and over and over again. I'm not, I'm one of those people. I think the one thing with personal growth 
the industry itself is we are like, how many books I'm going to read this year? And it's like a race instead of finding those books that really speak to your soul and reading them over and over and over again. Cause every time you read them, something new jumps off the pages. So I'm one of those people I used to be, I'm going to read a book every month. And this is my goal this year. And I would, you know, get through the books to get through the books. Whereas now when I find a book that really speaks to me, I, I just, I savor it. I read the pages over and over again and just really allow myself to learn through the wisdom of this beautiful author. Yeah, I, I'm the same. I love that. Um, for the longest time, yeah, it was. I was actually doing a book club off of this podcast of the favorites, and I loved that, like a book a month, and I was consuming a lot. But I just kind of started to hit onto like a, I found Bob Proctor, and then from Bob Proctor, I, he had mentioned this book called In Tune with the Infinite, and mm. oh my goodness, I have been listening to that on repeat for at least the last six months. Like, Good and it's amazing because you're right. Like every time, like. There is something little that I missed that just keeps adding to this whole awesome puzzle that I'm going through right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. And when you find something like that, it's just like, yeah, allowing it to just like spend some time with it rather than rushing through for the next. It's such a life practice, really. Mm -hmm, Totally. Um, What's your favorite drink? It could be anything. Oh, boy. Coffee or red wine. I don't know. We are Um, like soul sisters. Everything. It depends on the time of the day. Um, I I would say I would say coffee if I had to pick one. And the reason yeah. I say coffee is it's a very sacred, holy hour for me in the morning when I drink my coffee and just spend time in prayer and hear and listen and be with myself. That's a, a practice that I've been doing for years. And it is really, really sacred, especially as a mompreneur, just that space and time to hear and listen and, and be. Yeah, totally. I love that. What's your favorite thing to do to relax? Um, Oh, that really depends. I have like a handful of supportive things that I do to anchor in. Music is definitely the biggest one. So, you know, I just love how music can change your energy in an Mm -hmm. instant. If you're feeling sad, you can put on a song and just get that cry out and support yourself that way. Or if you're feeling like you're in a bit of a funk one day, you can put on something that's like your favorite song that makes you dance. I'd say music, music would definitely be, I love creating playlists on Spotify. I have so many playlists (laughs) that people love because I, I really do love moods and energy and I work a lot with that. So relaxation would definitely incorporate music. And then what I do, it could be from a, uh, being out in nature to a tub. I have a bath every single day with candles and bubbles. Mm. Um, yeah, just rest resting. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think too, you know, kind of what we've talked about throughout the conversation is that another thing that's kind of overlooked, you know, we feel like we have to go, 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 especially as moms and we have people to take care of as well, you know? Yes. But just that rest can make such a big difference, even if it's like 20, 30 minutes of just sitting down and some quiet rest. (laughs) Oh yeah. Especially as mompreneurs that time, just being alone for a minute can be the most rejuvenating thing. And it's not the amount of time. It's just creating those like little tiny pockets where it's just like, I need to breathe and gather myself. And the thing is, we're so quick at gathering ourselves. We just need to create the space to do it. And, um, that's a really important practice. Totally. Um, what's your favorite thing to watch? Um, oh goodness. I'm not much of a TV person. I really liked billions. I just watched billions. Um, that's a, a great show, but to watch, oh, I'm always a student. So I'm in some sort of program with one of my mentors or like, I, I, I 
that is a lifetime commitment is the commitment to growth and learning. Mm -hmm. So I'm usually in the evenings soaking in wisdom and and contemplation, but if I'm going to watch TV, it'll be some sort of Netflix series. Yeah. What's your favorite? Oh man. Yeah. I don't, I haven't really been watching much. Like on the weekends we watch kid movies. Um, right. (laughs) Other than that, it's like, I'll cut up on those ones. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Other than that, it's like reruns of arrested development or Schitt's Creek (laughs) just to like make me laugh. (laughs) Nice. I love humor. I love humor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, either Hallmark or like a comedy. I am not like the kids wanted to watch a semi scary movie and I'm like, Nope, I'm not. I don't like scary movies. (laughs) (laughs) We don't either in the house. We're pretty like, yeah, I like feel good things. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Um, and lastly, where's your favorite place to travel to? Oh, my husband, I have this discussion all the time and it is like a legitimate tie. I honestly can't pick one of it. Well, maybe I could, but no, I don't think I could. So Maui is Mm. a place we've gone every year for the last 12 years and Bahamas, Nassau, specifically Atlantis. It's like my favorite resort ever. Um, We go there often. It's like such a quick trip for us to go there, but I just love, love, love Bahamas. Um, So those two places, it will be in my future where I don't have to choose. I'll have a place at each, each Mm. location that I can visit based on what I feel like receiving. Cause Maui is definitely a place where it's health and coming back to beautiful practices for yourself. I'm just a different person. I rise with the sun. I go to bed with the Mm. sunset. It's just such a nourishing place. And Bahamas to me is just a place where I go, where I, I feel Mm, the beaches, like I put the toes in the sand and it's beautiful. And uh, it's just a different energy of who I am at both places. So it's hard to choose, but those would be the two places I, I will always go back to. Mm, Both sound so amazing. And now I just want it to be summer. (laughs) It's been like 16 degrees here all week, which is really cold for Oregon. (laughs) Yeah, it's cold, isn't it? Yeah. Summer, there's nothing like warmth and like the sun touching your cheeks when you walk Mm -hmm. outside and feeling that warmth and putting your toes in the grass. Like these are things we're meant to do They're they're, It's no wonder we crave them. They make us feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're so right. Awesome. So where can everybody find you? Um, Website, social media, uh, your podcast, all of that so they can connect with you more. Thank you for that, Nicole. The podcast is definitely a great place. So the podcast is a a unique space. I actually hold weekly masterclasses. So any of you who have coaches or have been, you know, in watching mentors, a lot of times they'll do master classes that you register for and go to a Facebook group where I just offer those for free on my podcast every single week. So it's the Becoming Iconic podcast, or you'll see it under the master class. So Becoming Iconic is kind of where you find me. Uh, the website is Jen Spiegel. So I'll spell that out, but I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. So it's it S Z P I G I E L. So jenspiegel.com, we're in the midst of moving that over to becoming iconic too, to keep that pretty simple. Um, but that is a really great website for all things. There's a blog, the podcast is there. I've got it a free five day program called manifestation Emotion, which is like created $14,000 for people in 24 hours, um, mm. selling out of programs. It's incredible. And it was divinely channeled. And I, I believe I was asked to give it to the world for free. So it's pretty generous, but yeah. it's five days, it's modules work 
workbooks, everything. So you can just go to jenspiegel.com and you'll see it pop up and you can register for that for free. And then on Instagram, it is becoming iconic official. So I just had my entire social media hacked and disabled with tens of thousands of followers mm. just went poof um, and in a second. And so that's been a bit of a it's been a bit of a whirlwind, but we're working through that. And I get to actually model and be the example of what becoming iconic stands for in my leadership right now. And we will rebuild it. So that's what we're doing. If you want to come over and hang out there, that would be a huge support. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to go, because I was following you on the other one. I'm going to go and follow you now. Cause like I said, I was looking for it the other day, but (laughs) where'd she go? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, this did I go. (laughs) I know. I, I, yeah, I can't imagine. I've actually had this conversation with a few people recently. So I'm just like, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy that that happens sometimes. It does. And it's, I just recorded a masterclass actually, it's going to come out on the Becoming Iconic podcast called Phoenix Rising, which is teaching us as entrepreneurs, how to be more careful and tidy Mm -hmm. so that if this were ever to happen to you, there's some things you could do to protect yourself. So I definitely taught that because there's been lots of lessons through this. It's, it's just chiseled my leadership, but it, it's definitely a big inconvenience. Right. (laughs) Like couldn't it be chiseled the other way? Like some other, right. I've asked that. I was like, God, really? I mean, (laughs) this is lots of uh, countless hours and soul and purpose. And, uh, but I just believe I've weeded the garden so that everything gets to grow and new growth gets to come. Awesome. Yeah. I love that your podcast is masterclasses like that. That's awesome. I've not heard of that before. So yeah, I believe I'm the only one. So that kind of feels revolutionary and fun, but yeah, it's a, it's definitely a a full of value. It's a, not a typical podcast. It's Mm -hmm. you'll see it's, it's, I'm really proud of it. Oh, that's awesome. I'm sure you feel it too. So I'm going to go check it out. Thank you. Yeah. Well, this has been such a fun conversation. Um, it really has. I've enjo- thoroughly enjoyed it. I can't believe it's been almost an hour. Like time has just flown by. So thank you so much for all, everything that you shared today. Thank you, Nicole. I really appreciate your time and your leadership through this. It was just a pleasure to be here with you. And thank you, everybody who's listening. I appreciate your time and attention as well. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode and had some good takeaways. Uh, If you haven't left a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen, I would totally appreciate it. So if you have a minute, um, that would be great. If you need any free marketing tips, I've got some on my website. So feel free to head over there, um, nb.marketing, to grab them. Have a good day.